Today is the 30th day of December. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. Wow, guys, tomorrow's the last day of our journey. We have made it through almost another year. We're not there, but wow, we've done it. And congratulations on that. We'll talk about that more tomorrow. But here we are encountering the last book that we will encounter in the Bible. And that is in the Old Testament. And that is the book of Malachi. It's the last of the minor prophets. It's the last book that we'll we'll get into this year. The name Malachi means my messenger. And so scholars have debated about is that a name? Like, is this, is this book named after a prophet named Malachi? Or is this book called My Messenger? And it was written by somebody else. For our purposes, we'll assume that the author was a prophet of God and his name was Malachi. He was probably a contemporary of Ezra and Nehemiah, which we read not too long ago. But there's nothing outside of the book that's known about him. He lived... About a century after the Persians defeated the Babylonians and started letting the Hebrew exiles go back to Jerusalem and start rebuilding their homeland. And it had been more than 50 years since the temple, which was erected and spurred on by the voices of Haggai and Zechariah, which we just read, had been rebuilt. But the promises that restoration and prominence would come back to them That didn't happen. And so the people were in their ancient homeland, but the glory of their former days did not come back. And so they were discouraged. and They were a distant, tiny people in a province of the Persian Empire. And because of those circumstances, the people became disinterested in their passion for God. It wasn't working out, right? And... So the moral and spiritual decline that we've watched so many times in the Bible happened. Like they stopped sacrificing pure, spotless, blemish-free sacrifices that they had been commanded by God. The priests started using the blind and the blemished animals. And the law was receding to become less and less of a relevant plumb line for their culture. And so into all that, Malachi comes, probably the last prophet of the Old Testament age, just rejecting that, rebuking the faithlessness of the people and calling them to return to God. And so we'll read this. And after Malachi, it would be 400 years before another prophetic voice came in the voice of John the Baptist, which would bring about the onset of what we what we know as the New Testament era. And we may wonder about the 400 years, what was going on in those 400 years? In part, we can turn to, to writings from that time, from the in-between. They're known as the Apocrypha. And there are many Christian traditions that some of these books are considered as Scripture. Others don't hold them as Scripture. There's a lot of versions of the scriptures that include the Apocrypha. Others don't. And this isn't really me saying, hey, so we're getting to the end of this and there was 400 years and maybe you should read the Apocrypha. It's just, it's writings from the time between the Old and the New Testament. And 
tells a story that kind of leads forward. Maybe the best way we can understand this is uh, what was written in the Geneva Bible. That was, that was a, an English version of the Bible before the King James Version. And it included the Apocrypha. And so does the King James Version, by the way. But in the Geneva Bible, it says these books were received to be read for the advancement and furtherance of the knowledge of history and for the instruction of godly manners. And so there are writings that are not in the Bible and biblical, but are from the time between what we're about to read in Malachi and what comes as the New Testament begins in the book of Matthew. But I guess that's enough. That's enough for now. Let's actually get into the book of Malachi. And today we will read chapters 1 and 2. An oracle. The word of the Lord to Israel through Malachi. I have loved you, says the Lord. But you say, how have you loved us? Was not Esau Jacob's brother, declares the Lord? I loved Jacob, but I hated Esau. I turned Esau's mountains into a desolate place, and I turned the territory he possessed over to the wild jackals. Edom will certainly say, We have been beaten down, but we will return and we will rebuild the ruins. This is what the Lord of Armies says. They may rebuild, but I will tear it down. Edom will be called a wicked territory and the Edomites will be called the people whom the Lord has denounced forever. Your eyes will see this, and you will say, The Lord is great, even beyond the border of Israel. A son honors his father. A servant honors his master. If I am a father, where is my honor? If I am a master, where is the reverence owed to me? This is what the Lord of armies says to you. The priests are the ones who despise my name. You say, how have we despised your name? You despise my name by bringing defiled food to my altar. But you say, how have we defiled you? You defile me when you say, the Lord's table deserves no respect. When you bring a blind animal as a sacrifice, isn't that evil? When you bring something lame and sick, isn't that evil? Try bringing that to your governor. Would he be pleased with you? Would he receive you with favor? This is what the Lord of Armies says. Now ask for God's favor so that he may be gracious to us. With offerings like this from your hand, will he receive you with favor? This is what the Lord of Armies says. I wish there was someone among you who would shut the temple doors so you would not keep lighting useless fires on my altar. I find nothing pleasing about you, says the Lord of Armies. I am not pleased with an offering from your hand. Yes, from the rising of the sun to the place where it sets, my name will be great among the nations. In every place, incense and a pure offering will be presented to my name, because my name is great among the nations, says the Lord of Armies. But you are profaning my name when you say, The Lord's table is polluted and we despise the things offered on it, the food that is on it. You also say, What drudgery! And you snort at it with contempt, says the Lord of armies. You bring something torn, something lame, something sick, and present it as an offering. 
Should I be pleased with something like that from your hand? Says the Lord. Cursed is the cheater who vows to offer a male animal from his flock, but then he sacrifices a defective animal to the Lord instead. Indeed, I am a great king, says the Lord of armies, and my name will be feared among the nations. Now, you priests, this commandment is for you. If you do not listen, if you do not set your heart on giving glory to my name, says the Lord of armies, then I will send the curse against you. I will curse your blessings. In fact, I have already cursed your offerings because you are not putting your heart into it. Yes, I will rebuke your offspring. I will smear animal bowels and their contents on your faces, the bowels produced by your festivals, and you will be hauled off with them. You will know that I sent you this commandment so that my covenant with Levi may continue, says the Lord of armies. My covenant with him was life and peace, which I gave to him. It was a covenant of reverence, and he revered me. He respected my name. The true law was in his mouth, and no injustice was found on his lips. He walked with me in peace and uprightness. He turned many away from guilt. The lips of a priest should be guardians of knowledge, and people should seek instruction from his mouth because he is a messenger of the Lord of armies. But you priests have turned from the way. You have made many people stumble in regard to the law. You have ruined the covenant with Levi, says the Lord of armies. So I have made you despised and humiliated in the view of all the people, because you are not keeping my ways, but are showing favoritism in carrying out the law. Don't we all have one Father? Hasn't one God created us? Why then do we violate our vows to each other, polluting the covenant of our fathers? Judah has acted unfaithfully. A detestable thing was done in Israel and Jerusalem when Judah polluted the holy place of the Lord, which the Lord loves. Judah is married to the daughter of a foreign god. May the Lord cut off from the tents of Jacob any man who does this, both the one who is awake and the one who answers even if he brings an offering to the Lord of armies. This is the second thing you do. You cover the Lord's altar with tears, with weeping and crying because there is no longer any favorable response to your offering, and God is not pleased with anything from your hand. So you ask, why is this happening? This is why. Because the Lord is a witness in the case between you and the wife you married when you were young, because you have betrayed her, though she was your partner, the wife with whom you made a covenant. No one has done this who has a remnant of the spirits. And why one? He is seeking offspring from God. So guard yourselves in your spirit and do not act unfaithfully against the wife you married when you were young. He hates divorce. That is why the Lord, the God of Israel, says he hates it when a person wears violence as a garment. That is what the Lord of armies says. So guard yourselves in your spirit and do not be unfaithful. You have made the Lord weary with your words. You say, how have we made him weary? Whenever you say that anyone who does evil is good in the Lord's eyes, or that the Lord takes pleasure in evildoers, 
or whenever you say, where is the God of justice? Revelation 21. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, because the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea no longer existed. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And from the throne I heard a loud voice that said, Look, God's dwelling is with people. He will dwell with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them and he will be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain because the former things have passed away. The one who was seated on the throne said to me, Look, I am making everything new. He also said, Write, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To anyone who is thirsty, I will give freely from the spring of the water of life. The one who overcomes will inherit these things. I will be his God and he will be my son. But those who are cowardly, unbelieving, detestable, murderers, adulterers, sorcerers, idolaters, and all the liars will have their share in the lake burning with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. One of the seven angels who had the seven bowls that were filled with the seven last plagues came and spoke with me. He said, Come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. He carried me away in spirit to a great and high mountain, and he showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, it has the glory of God. Its radiance is similar to a very precious stone, like crystal clear jasper. It has a large high wall. It has 12 gates. 12 angels are at the gates, and 12 names are engraved on the gates. The names of the 12 tribes of the sons of Israel. Three gates are on the east, three on the north, three on the south, and three on the west. The city's wall also has twelve foundations, and on them are the twelve names of the Lamb's twelve apostles. The one who spoke with me had a gold measuring rod so that he could measure the city, its gates, and its wall. The city is laid out as a square. Its length and width are equal. He measured the city with the measuring rod, twelve thousand stadia. Its length, width, and height are equal. He also measured its wall by human measurements, which was what the angel used, 144 cubits. The wall is made of jasper and the city is pure gold like pure glass. The foundations of the city's wall had been adorned with every kind of precious stone. The first foundation is jasper, the second sapphire, the third agate, the fourth emerald, the fifth onyx, the sixth ruby, the seventh diamond, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth turquoise, the eleventh jacinth, the twelfth amethyst. The twelve gates are twelve pearls. Each of the gates is made out of one pearl, and the street of the city is pure gold like transparent glass. 
I did not see a temple in this city, because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, because the glory of God has given it light, and the Lamb is its lamp. The nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it. There is no day when its gates will be shut, for there will be no night in that place. They will bring the glory and the honor of the nations into it. Nothing that is unclean and no one who does what is detestable or who tells lies will ever enter it, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. Psalm 149 Praise Him, all His people. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing His praise in the congregation of His favored ones. Let Israel rejoice in its Maker. Let the people of Zion celebrate for their King. Let them praise His name with dancing. With hand drum and lyre, let them make music to Him. For the Lord is pleased with His people. He adorns the humble with salvation. Let those He favors rejoice in honor. Let them shout for joy on their beds. May high praise of God be in their throats and a two-edged sword in their hands to inflict vengeance on the nations and punishments on the peoples, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with iron shackles, to carry out the judgment written against them. This is the glory of all His favored people. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 31, 10-24 Who can find a wife with strong character? Her value is greater than that of gems. Her husband's heart trusts her, and he never lacks wealth. She does good for him and not evil all the days of her life. She obtains wool and flax. She eagerly works it with her hands. She is like merchant ships. She brings her food from far away. She rises while it is still night. She gives food to her household. She gives their share to her female servants. She considers a field and acquires it. From her own income, she plants a vineyard. She wraps strength around her waist like a belt and she makes her arms strong. She realizes that she makes a good profit. Her lamp does not go out at night. She stretches out her hands for the distaff, and the palms of her hands grasp the spindle. She opens the palm of her hand to the oppressed, and she stretches out her hands to the needy. She does not fear for her household on account of snow, because her entire household is clothed in scarlet clothing. She makes bedspreads for herself. Fine linen and purple cloth are her clothing. Her husband is known at the city gates, where he sits with the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them, and she delivers belts to the merchants. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for bringing us into Malachi, the last book that we will encounter, all 66 books now, and we will conclude them all tomorrow. And so we stand here thankful for your faithfulness to us, your presence in our lives, 
the direction that you have given us, the clarity, the patience and understanding and long-suffering. We love you, God. May we love you in spirit and in truth, and may we love our neighbor as we love ourselves. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com. That's home base. That's where you can find out what's happening around here. The Daily Audio Bible app will do that. Just look for Daily Audio Bible in the app store that works with your device. And yeah, what's going on around here is that we're about to, to end another year. And so let's get ready. I guess we're packing up all our stuff, doing some laundry, getting ready to uh, switch rooms maybe and and start over again the day after tomorrow. And I'm excited to be back in Genesis and Matthew. And so, uh, but we're here and that's what's going on around here. And so check it out if you can. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible as the days of this year come to an end, thank you. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app, or you can dial 877 942 4253 and that's it for today I'm Brian I love you and I will be waiting for you here tomorrow this is from Junk to Treasure and I have a prayer request for my grandson Trenton just a couple weeks ago he was in a car wreck where he was in the back seat of a friend's car and his friend had a wreck. He was treated and released. Last night, in the middle of the night, he was in a different vehicle with the same friend and the guy had a wreck and it rolled the vehicle four or five times. Trenton's phone went dead and we have no contact with him now. And we are having trouble finding out what hospital he is in. And so I need prayers for my grandson to be located, for the hand of God to hold him until he can get treated or we can get a hold of him to find out what is going on. He was just at church Sunday morning for the first time in years. And then... He has another car involved in another car wreck from a friend that was driving. So we need him covered in prayer. And my daughter is a nervous wreck because she can't find him. And no, his phone is obviously still dead because it went dead as he was calling her to tell her he needed help. So, thank you very much for your prayers. Hello, DAB family. This is Eunice calling from Haytonsville, Maryland. I don't know if this is going to air before New Year's or not, but I want to encourage my family to know you are not alone. 
there are so many on the DAP line that's praying for you. We, we weep when you're hurting. We rejoice when you give your testimonies. And we just pour in and pour in. So you're not alone. We're moms. We're dads. We're sisters. We're brothers. We're aunts. We're uncles. We're cousins. We're nieces. We're children. We're grandparents. You are not alone. God has given you so many family members, and we love you. So please go into the new year knowing you're not alone. God loves you so much that he's given you the DAB family. And prayerfully, you also have other family members, but know that you are loved, and God is at work in all of us. Being carried. God bless you. Bye-bye. Hi, beautiful family. This is Prisoner of Hope. Anna in Florida, praying for you and your husband. You're going for your RN, and he's partially disabled, and you're raising your nine-year-old granddaughter. Uh, I know you need a lot of favor. We're praying for your situation. Jessica, Rose and Bloom, uh, you're going back to work. You're nervous and panicky. Praying that you'll stay sober and praying for your children, Nova and Loki. Uh, fearfully and wonderfully made from Winchester, Virginia. Your sister's having severe attacks from the enemy. And then also, uh, her husband is sick. So just praying for peace and rest and submission to the Lord. Uh, Eyes of a Dove, as a safety after, you're going to be grilled by an LNI agent, Tom, and it's uh, going to be scary and overwhelming and stressful. So we're just praying for the situation. Kathleen in Illinois, your brother Dan was attacked by a guy named Nathan, praying that he'll be able to overcome this attack and that Nathan will submit his life to the Lord. Christy from Ohio, you called about a job situation. You were let go on the 13th and you need a job. So we're praying for God's favor there. Kelly from California, your stepmom um, took uh, had her house taken away from her from a scammer. So we're praying that God will rectify that situation. And then God's trinket, your seven-year-old granddaughter is in a bad place and you can't get her out of the household um, that she's in and they're keeping her from you. So we're praying for this situation. Lord, we know that you are a good God. Uh, to those who follow you, please, Lord, may the, each of these people experience your blessings and favor. May you heal them so that they can mount up with wings like eagles and be strong as you renew their strength, Lord. And Lord, um, for those who need salvation or need to turn their lives over to the Lord or just humble themselves before you, we ask that you would draw them in, encourage them, soften their hardness of hearts, be a blessing to them in every will. Help them to know their need for you. We ask all these things in the beautiful name of Jesus. Amen. Oh, dear Father, you know who this is? Minita. My DAB, this is Minita. My sweet siblings. This prayer is for Andrea. Father God, I come with thanksgiving in my heart. I come to thank you for you are our living God. You are our Heavenly Father who cares for us. You are the one who tells us, cast your care onto me and I, because I care for you. Yes, your word is just so faithful and so sweet and so beautiful. And it's just so powerful in our lives, Father. So I come before your presence, your Father. Asking you for your daughter, dear God, 
I'm before your presence at this moment, Father. I just heard her prayer request, Lord. She's not claiming anything in her life, in her health. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before you and and to thank you for her victory, to thank you for her healing, dear God. Whatever it is, whatever it is that she's going through, dear God, she is not claiming it. And praise God for that. I love that. When we say, I have this, I have that, you know, I feel like we are claiming it, you know. We should say, um, they found this on me or the doctor said this and this and that, whatever, you know. But in the name of Jesus, we will say that we are not claiming whatever it is. She's not claiming whatever it is that she's going through. I love you, Father, and I know that in the name of your son, Jesus, she's going to hear a good report from the doctor. And I thank you for listening to us in Jesus' name. Amen. I love you, my sister Andrea. Big hug. Love you. Bye.